DraftNet. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Five minutes after 11 on a Thursday, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and O on the AM dial and 106.3 on the FM dial. John Camp coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll get into Illinois hosting the Hawkeyes tomorrow. Uh, I've been made aware during the break, Trent, 35 years ago is the Challenger anniversary today, too. I uh, read that this Eesh. morning. I remember that one vividly. I was in kindergarten. Mm. We went every other day, full day on, full day off. It was my day off. I was very upset because I wanted to watch my, my programs that day, and that's all it was. Yeah, but right. I remember as a, well, as five at the time, I remember that vividly because that's all it was on our three mm. stations, all Challenger all day long. And Kristen McAuliffe, was that the teacher's mm-hmm. name? And yeah. her parents yeah. in the, the stands? The build up to it oh, in school systems, what they did, it oh, was yeah. unbelievable. Well, uh, I don't know how we segue from that to this, but we will do so and. Got our friend Chris Andrews from the South Point in Las Vegas in here. Chris Trenkent, as always, we sure appreciate you uh, coming on with us. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, so, Chris, let's go back a year from a year to you know to last Super Bowl Sunday uh, to what we anticipate this Super Bowl Sunday. Just Las Vegas overall. Uh, Super Bowl's a blast. Um, I'm sure we've talked about this this before. Super Bowl in Las Vegas is crazy. Was it crazy last February though, Chris? When you think back, were the crowds down a little bit? Now I know it was you know the COVID word was starting to become somewhat mainstream in early February, but had it affected Las Vegas yet? Do you recall? It had not affected Las Vegas yet. Uh, we probably were uh, about three or four weeks away from it really having an effect on us. But I'll tell you something very ironic that I just found the other day out of happenstance. Uh, I think uh, Tuesday was the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing, tragically. may have been Monday, but I think that, so. the papers came out on Tuesday. On that Tuesday morning... Uh, well, on the, on that morning, which, like I said, the anniversary was Tuesday. But if you go back to the morning after Kobe's passing, and naturally Kobe dominated the news. But in the lower left-hand corner of the L.A. Times that day, uh, well, I wish I could quote it exactly. I can't remember exactly the quote, but that uh, California state sees two new cases of a mysterious virus. Mm, wow! And that was the COVID. Uh, you know, we. You know, talk about irony. Um, but so mm-hmm. I, I remember that uh, Kobe passed during our two-week break between the, the conference championships and the Super Bowl. So, no, the, the answer is no, that uh, COVID had not yet affected Las Vegas in any real way yet. And, of course, this year things are going to be much, much different. We ha- can't have crowds of more than 50 people mm-hmm. in one location, whereas you know, I think we had like two or 3,000 in our stadium in our arena last year to watch the game so it'll be much much different this year chris because of that you've been in the bookmaking game for over four decades and you've seen a lot 
it felt like we were going through this huge shift, not on a national scale, obviously, with the overturning of PASPA and what we're going through right now. Did this accelerate, and is this something that maybe the the sports booking industry needed, this kind of jump start? You look at the mobile wagering. You look at what we're going through with our state and our changes that we had January 1st. Is Did this just accelerate what was inevitable in your business and some of the changes that maybe needed to happen? Well, we probably thought it was inevitable for the last 40 years or so. Uh, you know, we thought that you know, states – that did not have sports betting were just losing out. You know, not, you know tax revenue is a little overstated. It's not going right. to. Everybody thought that this was going to be the uh, the, go- the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's not it. You know, but it does provide a lot of jobs, and it does you know increase you know your tourism and that that sort of thing. Uh, and we knew that, but when it happened, when it started, you know, a year or so ago. Uh, people always ask me, was it going to hurt Las Vegas? And I, I, I know, I think I probably even said on your show, you know, may hurt it in the very short term, which by the way, it did not, but eventually it would grow the business. And that's what we've seen. It's grown the business tremendously. And Las Vegas has certainly benefited from that as have numerous states throughout the country. Uh, Chris Andrews from the South Point is our guest. Uh, Chris, the uh, where are you guys? Three, three and a half. Uh, Chiefs, three, three and a half at the South Point. We're three flat. Yeah, you know, uh, Trent knows that we we always use everything at minus one ten mm-hmm. on the on the games. So when we're three, we're the only three in town. When we go to three <laughs> and a half, which I was as of until a couple hours ago. We're the only three and a half flat in town, so you always get to lay eleven to ten at the South Point. And uh, listen, I hope it doesn't bite me in the butt this game with the false three. But this has been our strategy for years. And uh, I talked to my bosses yesterday, and uh, you know, there's no indication they want to change, and it's just up to me to deal with it. And we'll do that. So as the game gets closer, Chris, does this seem like the line is right on the button that there's probably although you just said there's, you had some movement this morning, but it, it, this seems to me like this is a pretty good spot and if there is going to be any movement, it's not going to happen until next weekend. Is that what you anticipate if there is movement? You know, it depends on how you define movement. You know, there's a lot of movement within a very, very tight range. And I don't think that's going to change whether it's today, tomorrow, or heading up to game time. I, I, game time. I don't think so. Now, of course, you know, things change. Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy this morning. They woke me up at 621. I happened to look at my <laughs> old clock. He wanted 385,000, went 350,000 on, uh, on uh, Tampa Bay. Well, we're at three and a half. I just couldn't give him quite that much at that number, you know. And he was shocked that I wouldn't give it to him. But, you know, I'm not a, I think you can bet the rest of three. I'm not taking that much at three and a half. So you never know. I mean, there's a lot of people with a lot of money out there and a lot of opinions. And, you know, a lot of them find their way to Las Vegas. And uh, so it's, it's, it's impossible to predict absolutely. But I, I, I feel comfortable in saying I don't see any – Real, real drastic changes between now and game time. Well, of course, a, a big for the casual better or just casual sports fan. They hear about the props that are out there every yeah. year, trying to do something different, trying yeah. something fun. Where are you guys, Chris? You've been at this for such a long time. 
does it even help anymore to to try to find that new angle? Are you guys always searching for for that next one that's going to catch a little bit of buzz and get the David Purdoms of the world and and those kind of people making a phone call to you? You know, I got to tell you, Trent, I hate those props. <laughs> I mean, I really hate them. You know, we we we've been putting out the stuff that we do all the time, so we have quite a few. I used to do it all like in one day, and it just it's too much. Yeah. So we have about probably a third of our props out right now, maybe maybe even close to half. But we have the you know the you know the, you know we have a lot of interesting stuff. The exact number of touchdowns, the exact no, uh, number of field goals, pick the exact score. We have all the quarters up. Uh, you know we have over and under as far as field goals, and touchdown passes, and all sorts of things. Those crazy bets that everybody seems to love. Everybody gets them in the newspaper. You get everybody <laughs> in the media talking about. Nobody bets those things. Uh-huh. They just, if I get a $10 bill on one of those stupid props, it's amazing. So I hate putting them up. Of course, if I make a mistake, I'll get flooded on it. Right. You know, but, uh, but ordinarily, I get nothing on those, on those bets. And uh, I guess, you know, I, I'm forced to do it, but I usually do it like the Friday before the game. But uh, I go on record every year saying I hate those things. Uh, is the is the matchup, um, in your mind, Chris, uh, you know, Mahomes, Brady, the, those storylines, et cetera, is this going to lead to more interest in wagering on this game, do you believe? Well, you know, first of all, that's a great story right now between the two quarterbacks. You have the guy generally – uh, regarded as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Now you have a kid coming up, and let me say, before he started penciling him in as the next GOAT, he's got a long way to go before he gets that acknowledgement. I mean, he, I think he's a great player, but he's got to stay healthy, he's got to stay with the right organization, or the organization has to continue doing the right thing. Yeah, so we've got a long, long way to go before we start comparing him to Tom Brady. But the kid is dynamite, and probably right now, I would say the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, I can't even think of second place. He's the best. Um, but uh, I think that, uh, yeah, that's going to bring a lot of intrigue. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a great story, and great stories and great drama brings forth a lot of action, and I think we will see that on this game. However, I'm not so sure we're going to break records this year because of COVID, because of the lack of people maybe coming to Las Vegas uh, or maybe afraid to travel, afraid to get on an airplane. I mean, I think uh, the Los Angelinos and the Bay Area people, they'll come here because it's just a drive. Right. You know, but I'm not sure everybody's going to fly in that, like, uh, like the days that we've seen in the past, guys with big money like from Texas and, and even New York, you know, things like that. I'm not sure we're going to see that. Talk with Chris Andrews right now. He's the sportsbook operator at the South Point in Las Vegas. Uh, I saw that William Hill, their top two liabilities coming into the season in the NFL for futures were the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, so <laughs> they're setting themselves up in a, not a great fashion. How about you guys at, at the South Point? Is there one way you're rooting for when you look at the future uh, book out there? And how much do you balance that compared to what you're doing with your point spread with the three, three and a half? Do the, does the future market... Is that even a part of what you guys are doing with the point spread? Well, first of all, let me say it just absolutely breaks my heart that William Hill's in that position. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say that this year it has no effect whatsoever because we're actually in pretty good shape with both those teams. So, uh, you know, in years past, it may it, it, it may have. I can't remember the last time it really did. I usually uh, – 
I would say that's one of my strong suits that I've mm-hmm. been able to manipulate the uh, futures market where I start the day with a, a certain amount of cash in my pocket. And I don't even want to tell my bosses that. So when they look <laughs> at the final figure, they don't know that that's part of it. Uh, with the anticipated quarterback movement during this offseason, Chris, will you guys, because everybody wants, you know, for the tourists that are in town, even the Super Bowl is played last week, I can get a, I can get my team at 25 to 1 or whatever. Uh, how much will you factor in the co- potential quarterback movement before you put anything up on the board, or will you? Well, that's an interesting question. I plan on putting that up either, what's today, Thursday. I plan on putting that up either Friday or Saturday for next year's Super Bowl. And, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many question marks. I can't remember any time that we've had this many key players that very well are likely to be on the move, not just potentially, but likely to be on the move. You know, Watson, Stafford are probably the two names that jump up the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but there's other guys up and down the line. Like, what's, what's Pittsburgh going to do with Roethlisberger? Mm-hmm. What's Dallas going to do with Prescott? Atlanta. You know, you know you know, Atlanta, what is he going to run? And we just go run, run right down the list. Yeah. I, I I don't know. You know, so that will be part of my anticipation is trying to figure out who's going to do what and when and where and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, we'll put them up. I mean, it's going to be highly speculative this year. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that's the business we're in. Chris, Andrews, uh, final thing for you, Chris, is uh, we talk a lot of football, obviously, but college basketball is happening. March Madness is going to look so much different this year. One location, or at least one city or state with Indiana hosting the, the field of 68. But uh, I had a question that popped into my head. We see Drake continues to not just be undefeated, but undefeated against the number in their 13 line gains to this point. Do you have anybody that's laid down any kind of money at all in the futures market on the Drake Bulldogs at the South Point? You know, I, I missed the boat last year with Dayton. I, I had him as part of the field. And unfortunately, I have Drake this year as part of the field, which, uh, I mean, I certainly didn't see them coming on like this mm. and being a part of this. I got Northern Iowa on the board. You can bet them if you like. Uh <laughs> But I don't have Drake, and uh, you know it seems like I miss one team every year that I would really like to have up there. And this year, uh, this year is, is Drake, you know. But no, I don't have him up. I have him as part of the field. You can take thirty to one on the field right now if you like, <laughs> and you get—I'm not sure who else you get in, in the field. It's of any any real value, but you do get Drake. Mm. So uh, I wish I could give you a better answer, uh, Trent, but I just can't. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Chris, I uh, love having these conversations with you. Very informative. Uh, thanks for coming on, Chris. Be well. Always a pleasure, guys. You guys be well, too. Thanks a lot. Good to talk to you. Chris Andrews from the South Point. Uh, in business 40 years plus. What's the name of his book? I should have asked him. It's a really good read. It is Then One Day, and uh, it's 40 years. Tales at the yes. counter, right? Yes. When, when customers come out to the counter. Then one, guy, well, then one day one guy walks up. and the uh, the My favorite one is these young oil tycoon sons of oil people coming in. And every single day they're betting on my team, the Minnesota Twins. This is in the early 80s when they're just terrible. By the way, your Twins got a good shortstop that kind they of went did. under the Simmons, yeah. Simmons is a hell of a player, defensively. And now Polanco goes over to second base. What's that mean for Arias? Mm. His, his knee's going to hold up. Lots of questions there. But every single day, what what's the, uh, the theory? If you lose a bet, you just double it the next day. So you're ultimately... Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, you're going to get... 18 straight days they bet they got, on the Twins. They got beat? They got beat. Oh. 
the I think and did the, they run out of money before they finally won? They finally did. And Chris says in the book, the punchline is one of the brothers would go on to become the president of the U.S., implying it was one of the Bush family. Wow. He said he was just joking about that. I think there's a wink and a nod in there, though. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so which one is so, so Jeb and George are firing? Isn't there another one? I think there is. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyways. But uh, really fun read. If you are, and even if you're not into you know, sports booking, those kind of things, the stories, the characters, the wild people mm-hmm. that come through there, it's a really, really fun read. And it was a Monday or a Tuesday night and no one was in the book that I was in and I watched this incredibly famous, I'm not going to say his name, boxer, shadow box, between the carols as he's making his way up to the counter, and all eyes were on him. It's crazy. It's so much fun to sit in a book, to people watch, to watch the games, to have a couple of beers, especially if you're traveling all by yourself and you're there for a week. Oh, I spent Which a you lot did of, a lot. Oh, I did. I spent a lot of time glued uh, to those televisions. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, let's give you a keyword. See if we can, speaking of winning money, see if we can help somebody win $1,000. Time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword green to 200-200 right now. It's your chance at $1,000 green to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, we are going to stay in the state of Iowa with our friend John Bowen Camp. next. We will uh, talk to John, find out what he thought of Fran McCaffrey's press conference yesterday. C.J. Frederick may not uh, play on Friday, may not play for a while. We'll talk about that and more with John when we come back. On Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. We supply the sports. The beer is up to you. 1460 AM, 106.3 FM. This is KXNO. 11.30 on a Thursday... Heat or eat, no one should have to choose between keeping their home warm and putting food on the table. This is why Food Bank of Iowa is working to provide meals for Iowa neighbors struggling to make ends meet. If you need help or if you can help put food on the table for another family, uh, we ask that you please visit foodbankiowa.org, foodbankiowa.org. Org. Let's get to our friend John Bowen Camp, shall we? Fran McCaffrey had a press conference yesterday. It's the, well... When the schedule came out, was this the first place your eyeballs went to, Trent, like mine, yeah. looking for Illinois, Iowa? Well, I was looking for it twice. Right, yeah, right. You kept looking, kept can't, looking. Can't you just put something in there? I mean, I, I can put together a spreadsheet, make sure this happens twice. I know, it's all computer generated. Mm-hmm. I get it, but come on. Uh, and yet another Demera point, I guess, for Kevin Warren, right? Yeah, I, I guess. You know, that one I will blame on him. Let's get John Bowen Cam in here, get his take on this. Uh, John, this this uh, series last year was, was appointment television. Um, did you get the sense, and, and as always, thank you for coming on, did you sure. get the sense that this, that not only, you know, guys like us are anticipating this game, did, does the team... Does this one feel different to you in listening to the team talk about Illinois up next? You know, they they tried to play it off as, well, it's the next game on the schedule. But at the same time, I mean, they they know what they know what this game means. I mean, they know what last year was like. And I mean, when you really go back and think about 
I mean, that was the last game of the year for them when they played down there. And it was a game they thought they should have won. And, I mean, you, you throw that in with all the other stuff. And, I mean, I think they've kind of stewed on this one for a long time. And and so, I, I mean, the, the rivalry is, is back. It, it's kind of what it was back in the 90s. And, it, you know, and I remember covering a lot of those games and remember what it's like. And so I think the players, are, when, when they know the talent that Illinois has and the talent that came back, they know the talent they have. I mean, they look forward to these kind of games. Yes, yeah, so I, I think they've, they've had this one circled probably for a while. A lot of chippiness, a lot of jawing, but one of those guys that likes to run his mouth a little bit, not sure if he's going to play, and that's C.J. Frederick. Reading the uh, comments, I, I'm sure, were you on the Zoom yesterday with Fran? Yeah. You can probably give a better perspective of just reading it on paper. Didn't sound great as it pertains to C.J. Frederick uh, getting going for tomorrow night. No, and, and, and I mean, at, at the very least, it sounded like, you know, at, at the very least, you know, at the very most, you might get him for a few minutes. Mm. And, I mean, that made a big difference in that game against Indiana last week. I mean, that was one less shooter on the floor. And when you've got, you know, you and you've got Bohannon not making shots and you've got, you know, Joe Wieskamp only getting two shots in the second half, that really affected the defense in that game. So Iowa will miss him if he doesn't get to play on Friday night. And and you also miss him from a toughness standpoint and from a defensive standpoint. So, you know, from what I heard yesterday, I mean, it doesn't sound good. But, again, I, I think Fran was also kind of playing cards pretty close to the vest and saying, you know, he's day-to-day at this point. So, I, you know, like I said, I think if he does play, you only get a few minutes out of him, and and and, and, and I think that's all you're going to get. John, do you get the sense that this was an injury that, um, you know, that just kept getting worse, tried to play through? I mean, go back to Christmas, Christmas night. Garza was good. Frederick might have been the best player. Eh, maybe not. Garza's always the best <laughs> player. But you get my point. Frederick played really good up at the bar, and then the next couple of games he was good, and then seemingly kind of tailed off a little bit from what, you know, was the, uh, uh, the peak of his season. Is this something that just kept getting worse and it's just time to shut him down you know it's possible i mean i i mean i there was never really much mention about it until you know a couple of games ago but i mean he's had these issues you know i mean he had so many issues last year that cost him six games i believe it was in a couple of halves in the game so you know maybe this is maybe this is kind of an extension of that i don't know but i mean it, it, I mean, you're right. He did. I mean, he did have a couple of really good games. Then he kind of, you know, wasn't wasn't much of a factor. But then again, Bohannon was. Mm-hmm. He didn't really notice it, you know. So, um, yeah. I mean, I it, this. I mean, obviously, with his with his injury history last year, this very well could have been something that may have been here for a while. John Bonacamp joining us here. So uh, the Big Ten as a whole, what Michigan shutdown, Nebraska. Looks like they're trending back. Michigan State's supposed to play tonight against Rutgers, and it looks like it's all systems go there. The real reality of a 20-game conference schedule coupled with, at the end of the season, the conference tournament, what are you hearing on that front? I know some smaller conferences are coming out with some different plans, some different ideas. Both conference tournament and the 20-game regular season, where are we at? I think right now their their plan is to to get it, to get the tournament in, mm-hmm. which means you're going to crowd in a lot of games together. And, um, you know, I, I think maybe they're, they might be kind of wanting to wait and see what February looks like in terms of, of you know, whether more teams start to have issues. I mean, I obviously I think if more teams continue to, or, you know, con- the ones that have issues now continue to have them 
or if you run into a situation where maybe two or three more teams get them, then maybe they they maybe make a change to the tournament format or not have it at all. But right now, I think their idea is okay. We've got you know we've got two or three games to schedule for these teams, and we're just going to cram them in somewhere. I mean, you look at Iowa's schedule next week. They've got a Tuesday game with Michigan State, then they play Thursday against Ohio State. I mean, everything's going to get kind of bunched up for them. And, and you know, the thing, Fran McCaffrey's really kind of taking that in stride, and it's like whatever they throw at us, we're going to play. And the players have kind of said the same thing. So, because I thought McCaffrey was kind of trending towards, you know what, if they don't play the the conference tournament, maybe that's the, that's the right move. So has he kind of come off of that, or did I misread I, it? No, I think he, I think that would be, if, he, if it was his choice, uh-huh. I think he doesn't play the tournament. But, you know, as he said, I, whatever they present in front of us, we're going to play. And, and I think he doesn't want to be that guy that says, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. Right. I think they want to be just, okay, whatever you're going to do, okay, we'll just have to deal with it. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I think this is kind of wearing on them a little bit because mm-hmm. you don't know. I mean, I, on, on coaches, and it's not just Fran. I think it's all over the country. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of wearing on everybody that, you know, these plans are, are getting kind of thrown in and time's starting to run out a little uh, John Bowenkamp is our guest at uh, iowacollegehoops.com. You know, back to Illinois for just a second. Um, Coburn and DeSomu, uh, Fraser and Miller, we know those names. This is for both of you, really. You know who's uh, kind of disappeared? And I thought that there was, a, at the time, after his freshman season, that he might have a decision whether he's going to come back or not. What in the world has happened to Bashanis Vili? He, he has, um, I mean, his freshman season was by far his best season. Step back as a sophomore, another step back as a junior. Didn't you think, John, that this kid is, uh, you know, when we first saw him as as a freshman, oh, my God, they've really got something here. He's having fun. He's over from Russia. He's never experienced this, having the time of his life. His his basketball hasn't progressed like I, and I'm sure a lot of people thought it was going to. No, and I mean, I and I think he's been overshadowed by by all the names that you said. I mean, I think I think guys have just kind of overtaken him, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of there for them right now. And you know, and I've said this on here before. I, this is I, I this is a really unpredictable Illinois team, and and you've seen it from them this year. And I mean, and he's a perfect example of it. That you you thought where he was going to be as a freshman, and you know, like you said, sometimes there's just games where he just doesn't do anything. Right. And, you know, he's just not a part of this team. So, you know, with a lot of those guys, you just don't know what you're going to get some night. And, you know, I, I it's, 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 a, it's a really interesting team for as talented as they are that some of the guys that, that they've had that have underachieved, and I think maybe he's one of them. So we see Drake get it done again over in the Missouri Valley, back-to-back nice victories down in Springfield. First one, the 17-point comeback. Last night they hold off the comeback bid from the Bears. Loyola's playing very well. I think that most state team is pretty talented here. Mm-hmm. Is it realistic that we're going to have multiple teams in the big dance, or ultimately by the time we get to March, the big boys will be flexing their muscle and say, you know what, it's all about the dollars and cents, and we got to put more name brands in this tournament. I hope not. I think it will be hard to do that this year because I think everybody's watching to see what happens. And if you look at the net rankings of those teams, they're all very good. You know, I mm-hmm. and so I mean, I do think it's a multiple bid league. I think that I mean, I think that of of those three teams that you mentioned, I think two of them get in, unless something you know, unless they do have a a full conference tournament and somebody sneaks in. And plays well over three or four days in St. Louis wins, then maybe one of them was that. But I do think they get they get two. I, I mean, because I think everybody I think everybody knows out there how good this Drake team is, 
you know, and I and we saw that. I mean, just with the way they came back the other night in their first game back, um, you know, I, I think everybody knows how good Loyola is, and Loyola, you know, as as much as they say past tournament don't matter somewhere that's in the back of the minds of some of those committee members missouri state like you said really good team so i I think two of them get in i think it's going to be a two-bid league this year just because i think it it is very good at the top and i think everybody appreciates what those teams have done yeah no doubt about it well here comes illinois state normally they're one of the teams we're talking about in this league is uh is having a really good season not the case this year uh, you just and I and I don't anticipate this, but in the back of your mind, you're wondering, boy, I hope this isn't a letdown. You know, you've got a, a bad Illinois State team this year at your place. You're just resuming play. You had two toughies back to back on the road, picked them both off. Uh, schedule toughens up with Loyola coming up. I, I I just it's it's human nature, right? Maybe to catch your breath a little bit. Uh, will that happen against Illinois State this weekend, John? I don't think so. I like, I really like the attitude of this team. And, and I go back to, to the way they came back the other night. I mean, they very well could have easily said, yeah. okay, let's, you know, let's, let's get ready for the next night. And yeah, but I mean, this is a team that I think it takes a lot of pride in what they've done right now. And I think they, this winning streak is a big deal for them. And so I, I think, you know, this, this couple week break off maybe disrupted the rhythm a little bit, but I think they got it back. And, I think they'll be very focused. I mean, I think they're really looking forward to that game, those, that series here in a couple of weeks against Loyola, and and so I think they're going to be ready. I think this is this is this is a team that just really has impressed me with their attitude all year. John, uh, you can find your work over at IowaCollegeHoops.com, and I know you also do a lot on the women's side. We haven't seen the Iowa women feels like forever. They had the game last week scheduled against Maryland. Decided not to make the trip out there. The Rutgers game because of COVID was postponed over the weekend. So finally back in action tonight against Northwestern. What are you seeing out of this uh, women's team? They're nine and three on the season. No, the the computer models don't exactly love this team. At the very least, we're going to see them back in the big dance. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll get there unless you know unless something happens here in the next couple of weeks. They've got they've got some tough teams coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the Michigan team's still really good. This is a big game for them tonight. I mean, you're at home against a ranked team. Um, this is this is a big game for them tonight, especially coming off this layoff. Um, I, I think this is a team that can get to the tournament, but I think they have to shoot the ball well. They've got to cut down on the turnovers. This team turns the ball over an awful lot, and you're going to have that with a freshman point guard and some of the other things. But this team has to be a lot more careful with the ball, and I, I think this this game tonight is important for them as a resume builder. And, and to kind of get back their momentum that they had here a few weeks ago. Uh, John, last thing for me, uh, we, we, we heard earlier a couple of months back that uh, you know, some of the small towns in Iowa that had that affiliate, that baseball affiliate that meant so much to that community during the summer months was, was not going to happen, Burlington and Clinton. But what can you tell us? They're both, there's going to be baseball in those two towns. What, 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 shed some light. Help us out. They're going to be playing in the Prospect League, which is a, it's a college wood bat league uh, that has mostly Illinois and Indiana teams in it, a couple teams in, in down in the St. Louis area. Um, it's, it's, it, 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 it's a chance for them to just continue to have base. I'm going to be curious to see how they put the roster together because this was kind of announced at, at a little bit of a late date. I think there's a lot of college players. But, you know, in Burlington's case, I mean, you're close to two Division One schools in Iowa and Western Illinois. Uh, you've got strong JUCO teams here in the, in, in the state, and I know they're working with the coach at SEC to try to find some players. 
but I mean, it's it's just going to be it's going to be good baseball. I've seen Northwoods League's game that that's kind of comparable to this up in Waterloo. Um, I mean, you've got you've got a good, but it's not going to be the same, right? You know, it's not you know you would go to see guys play that you would eventually see in the major leagues. And I think about some of those guys that are with the Angels now that were just here a couple of years ago. That's going to be the sad thing is you're not going to see that. But I think. You know they're going to try to to keep baseball going in the summertime, and and I hope the community gets behind it and and really helps them out because they're going to need it. Weren't, wasn't it you that I that I recall that was you know as a young reporter waiting for a guy after a game uh, that uh, that, w- that was making his way through and making his way to the majors, and that was Alex Rodriguez, wasn't yeah. it you, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, he said, and in fact, I mean, he was 18 years old in the Midwest League. He's like, yeah, and we, we sat out in right field and talked for a half hour. And, so um, and you know, of course, you know, it was so funny. Everybody asked me, and I said, he was great. And then Ben Greve came in with West Michigan. He was also the number one draft pick. He was just terrible to interview, a terrible deal. With. So it's funny. It's <laughs> funny. I mean, those are the kind of people you see come through here. Yeah. I mean, you think, you think of the Cardinals prospects that come through and Cubs prospects, mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys, and even if they didn't play here, they still had games here, you know, even if they weren't part of the beast. So yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. A lot of great players have come through here over the years, whether with the bees or with other teams, and and, and they're not coming now. And I, I that's 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 hard for me to take because I grew up with this team. Yeah, it's a blow, no doubt about it. John Bowen Camp, John, thanks for what you do for us. Appreciate. It. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. See ya. Yep, good to talk to John Bowen Camp. Pretty cool story about Alex Rodriguez. Huh? That's awesome. Yeah, this is, I remember reading him. He's in the middle of the mid '90s, something like that. And Rodriguez is a young kid, and he's in town playing in Burlington and. And uh, Bowen Camp had set it up that he's going to talk to this kid after the game. And I didn't know it was for half an hour, but a pretty cool story. Anyways, we will come back, finish things up. It's 1145 here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Murph and Andy talk sports and more. Weekdays at 2 on 1460 AM and 106.3 FM. This is K. Like family. back final few minutes of a thursday tomorrow mitch holtis even though there is no game this weekend is going to join us chiefs fans the voice of the kansas city chiefs will join us tomorrow about ten forty-five or thereabouts also mike DeCourcy, long time with the sporting news you see him now on the big 10 network he's very good on the big 10 network yes he is long time scribe and yep. excited to talk national college basketball with him that'll be early in the program tomorrow and it's a friday Give away some barbecue. We will. The Claxons. So how are we going to do? Obviously, the Illinois-Iowa game. I think yes. we got to include a couple of Super Bowl props. So too early for that. You think? Yes. Because you can only play that. once every four weeks, so these people won't get to be part of the Super Bowl, our contestants. Well, what are you doing? Gatorade color? No. Um, no, there's got to be something out there, don't you think? Over under Mahomes. You're in charge. Yards. You decide. Um, we'll we'll come up with something. Yes, That's tomorrow. Will. About this time, we will be doing that. Our friends at Claxon, ClaxonBBQ.com. So I or I was part of a podcast last night, and as you I'm were. waiting, yeah, the first one I think I've done. I uh, wish more people would ask. <laughs> uh, I'd be happy to do them. Well, you do the horse racing one with Emery. Oh, with Emery, yeah. yeah. Well, we used to. We haven't done that for a while. Um, but so I flipped on while waiting to do it. The Big Twelve tilt last night. Mm-hmm. Trent Baylor was up on K State, forty-one to seven. Yes, when I was watching the game, forty-one to seven. 
Might this Baylor team be closer to Gonzaga than I think? I, I'm trending that direction because I've been fading them a lot lately. And every single time I do, there, there's that stretch. Saturday against Oklahoma State. I thought I had the right side. Yeah. And for the first... For thir- you did for a while. 30, 30 minutes. 30, yeah, 31. Mm-hmm. I was. And then they just... They have so many weapons. So many guys. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to defend. You know they normally have length. And that's the way that Drew recruits. But... Their offensive ability. If Ugh. Butler's off, it doesn't But he matter. doesn't stay off for a full game. It seems like if he's having a bad yeah. game, the final five, six, eight minutes, you can count on him. We talked to Matt Norlander, and he brought it up before I, was, before I got to ask him, because I think the Wooden Award, Garza's the favorite. Mm-hmm. We talk about the gap between you know Gonzaga and, and Baylor maybe being closer than you think. I'm wondering if Butler and Garza is closer than you think. Yeah, very well could I be. I think it yeah. could be. I mean, if Luca Garza wants to win, we certainly hope that he does. But um, Butler's uh, last Butler's night it coming. was Mitchell. He went off for thirty-one. Yeah, he had a good night. And because there is so much depth on this team, and yeah. because it isn't one guy, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that'll probably hurt it. I, I would say overall for Butler. Same thing for Gonzaga. That team's so deep. Yeah, who is it? Is it Timmy? Suggs? Is it Timmy? Is yep. it? We can play Kisser. Kisser. Yep. Play this game for another four or five names because yep. that's how those teams are. If it doesn't come from Garza. Somebody from Gonzaga or Baylor. Who else? Oh, Michigan Dickinson. Is, see, I don't think he'll. Get I don't that think kind he will buzz. either. I don't think he will either. Villanova. I haven't seen enough of them to have an opinion. You know, Colin Gillespie. Remember him from the uh-huh. national championship team. Robinson Earl. But same thing. They're the depth of those teams. I think hurt them. And there isn't that runaway national player of the year candidate, short of Garza, mm-hmm. that you get into. Yeah, Butler will finish. I, I think he'll finish second. All right, uh, we don't want you to feel finish second tonight. Do you have a game that you like more than a, There's what? There's one Big 12 game, Kansas-TCU. Kind of like the points there. And one Big 10. Is Michigan State-Rutgers the only Big 10 game tonight? It is, and uh, I like Sparty coming back off. I think we're going to see a different Sparty team now. Uh-huh. And, of course, Iowa gets them twice now. Mm-hmm. Next yeah, next week, Tuesday, right? for the Yeah, and I'll get them two times. But my favorite bet of the day is... Happening this afternoon, Pac-12 hoops. Playing this afternoon. 4 o'clock, USC hosting Oregon State. Beavers playing a lot better. You're getting 12 and a half. Feels like a big, big number there. We did our TV show. I also took the Beavers in that when they play UCLA coming up Saturday. Maybe I have a little too much Oregon State love here. <laughs> but uh, I, I saw them last week. What was it Saturday night against Oregon? Yeah. Uh, I don't and they went... The, Went into Oregon. What does that mean? Of course, not a whole lot. Went into Eugene, but they just absolutely pulverized them. They're playing really, really well. Maybe shorten myself a little bit here with the, with the Beavers, but that's my favorite pick of the night. All right. Well, we've got a game we'll talk a lot about tomorrow. Illinois hosting the Hawkeyes. Feels like it should be played tonight. It does. This has been a I'm long, long wait. Uh, and, you know, selfishly for you, and uh, you've got to work tomorrow night, yeah. so you won't be able to see it live. Uh, FS1 at 8 o'clock. Have for to those make that decision. Looking. Do I shut off the phone? It's it's so hard not to know in this it day is. and age, right? It yeah. used to be so much easier. Well, I'll be right next to you. I'm going to be up at Ankeny for the Centennial you? versus Ankeny matchup. So. Oh, tomorrow's Ankeny. I'll, I'll come watch huh? the second half with you. What do you say? Well, I'm all in. It'll be like Halloween. Lights will be off. Shades will be pulled. <laughs> uh, we will be back tomorrow, but prior to that, there's lots more local programming. Murph and Andy, in fact, are here at 2, then the Fanatics at 4. It's Thursday, so I'm assuming Cyclone Fanatic Radio will be on the airwaves tonight at 6. And, of course, tomorrow morning, 
Another day of local programming gets underway with the Morning Rush at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon. We're here Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. KXNO's Helping Bros this Valentine's Day. Along with our friends at Plaza Florist and Gifts and Fiscus Jewelers in Ankeny, we want to make this Valentine's Day great for that special someone in your life. Just go to KXNO.com right now to enter to win one of three great prizes, like two dozen roses from Plaza Florist or a pair of diamond earrings from Fiscus Jewelers. KXNO wants to help its bros this Valentine's Day. Sign up now at KXNO.com. You can see it. Picture it. The building you've always wanted. An expansion of your existing business. A new retail center where your growth really begins to take off. You've got the vision, but now what? Now you connect with Graphite Construction Group. Formerly Roshan Corporation of Iowa, Graphite Construction Group is the partner you want to match your vision. From the moment you first connect to long after the build is complete, nobody does it better than Graphite Construction Group. See why at graphite